Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to part three of our Enneagram series, third and final part. If you missed the last two weeks episodes, I think you will be best off if you listen to those for listening to this, because we are going to be going into Enneagrams five through nine today and discussing how those may be impacting your relationship with food. In part one of the series, we went into our own Enneagram, just talking about our personalities. Basically last week we covered Enneagrams one through four and how those perhaps can impact your relationship with food. And today is Enneagrams five through nine, which Emily and I both fit within. So it's going to be a little bit personalized today. We'll see how that goes. I'm excited. Me too. It'll be good. So disclaimer, before we go into this, we are not Enneagram experts. We are dietitians. We're nutrition experts, not Enneagram experts. Everything we're about to talk about, we are just speculating, but we're going to kind of discuss if you're this Enneagram type, what type of disordered eating habits you might exhibit. Yeah. Let's do a quick rundown of what these Enneagrams are. Um, and then we're going to go into each of them individually. So type five is known as the investigator type six is the loyalist type seven is the enthusiast type eight is the challenger, which is Emily and type nine is the peacemaker, which is what I am. So let's start with type five, shall we? Let's get into it. So the investigator, I don't know what we, I don't remember what we mentioned about them in the past. I don't much. I was trying to think I was like working on this outline. I don't think I know any fives, honestly, but yeah, I don't remember what we talked about either. in like the first week when we kind of did the overview, I I really don't know a whole lot about the fives, although I did kind of learn a little bit when I was doing this research and I can, we can speculate as we have been the last three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the fives, they're kind of described as being insightful, curious, intense, and independent. And the Enneagram Institute actually states like these are some potential flaws that they might exhibit uh, when under distress. And theirs are often exhibited as like poor eating and sleeping habits due to minimizing needs, neglecting hygiene and nutrition, lack of physical activity, and potentially psychotropic drugs for mental stimulation and escape, narcotics for anxiety. So it seems like a lot of like negligence is like, yeah, like it's just kind of like avoidant tactics almost. And then like utilizing potentially external like stimulator. Yeah. For feeling something. Yeah. How I kind of interpreted it is like, they're in their own little world. A lot of times, maybe like, they're just very like in a train of thought, thinking about things. And this can lead to them like forgetting to eat and skipping meals because they just get, get so stuck in their head with stuff. Or maybe they are the ones who on the flip side do like a lot of like distracted eating, like just like mindlessly eating some chips or whatever, because they're just like thinking or doing whatever. And they're just kind of doing that like mindless hand to mouth kind of thing because they just get so stuck in their thoughts. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a disassociation tactic with food, whether it's like lack of presence of food or like very strong presence of food being utilized to potentially suppress some feelings. Yeah. But I think I I agree. It's like 
constantly in their head, which is not a bad thing. It's just, they're always thinking and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was reading the, like the celebrities at the Institute list for this one. And it was things like, or people like Albert Einstein was an example. So that makes sense. I think it's just like really intellectual, smart people who are just always thinking very deeply. And so food is just not always their first priority, basically. Yeah. Going to that minimizing needs and neglecting self-care. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. That's all I really have for this one. Again, I don't, I don't know any fives. I don't think, and I feel yeah. like that is probably just the biggest issue. Yeah. Okay. Ross, no, 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 this is it. We were saying Ross was a three. I think he's a three. I was getting a hint of five when I was like doing this research. He doesn't get very in his head, but mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think he's a five. Let's move on. Ooh, to... wait, did you have Bobby do it yet? Has he feeling better? I have not. <laughs> He is feeling better. I've not had him do it. I think he's a seven. I think he's a seven too. Okay. We'll get to sevens. And I feel like he's a wing eight, like a strong wing eight. I could totally see that. I don't think he's a wing six, which let's go into wing six. So Enneagram six is the loyalist. This person is cautious and decisive. They might struggle with self-doubt and suspicion and the Enneagram Institute like Emily mentioned, they have like their description of things they might struggle with. They call it addictions on the Institute website, which we don't love because we don't think food addiction is necessarily a thing. Um, but anyway, what they say for sixes is quote, rigidity in diet causes nutritional imbalances quote in the quote, (laughs) I don't like vegetables would be (laughs) something they might say, um, working excessively, caffeine and amphetamine for stamina, but also alcohol and depressants due to deadened anxiety, higher susceptibility to alcoholism than many types. So I kind of like got like picky eater vibes or like very indecisive eater vibes. Like they maybe know what foods they feel comfortable with and maybe are a little bit nervous to expand their palate. Yeah, definitely like skeptical and not quick to like jump into something especially with food at least yeah Yeah. I feel like it's just like a very I don't want to say timid but just like maybe I'm going with skeptical just like very conscious about their choices not going to jump straight into something so when it comes to food they know what they like yeah and they'll which isn't always a bad thing like talking about disordered eating I don't know if I'd classify quote, picky eating as like disordered. Um, of course it can be, if it goes into like ARFID territory, of course, then it would be definitely disordered. Um, so definitely, I guess now that I say that it definitely could become that, but there's plenty of picky eaters, so to speak, who aren't disordered eating. They just know what they like. And so they want to eat those things. It's when it becomes a little bit more obsessive and starts to inhibit your quality of life. Yeah. I feel like showing up. I feel like five and six in terms of food are not quite as extreme as like our Enneagrams from last week. Last week (laughs) was a bit intense for like anorexia and like over exercise, super intense stuff. And today it's like, Oh, you don't like vegetables. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Much more tame. Not as like polarizing. 
which is probably good from their standpoint. Maybe they're more level-headed people. <laughs> they're, I mean, you got the sixes. They're thinking about stuff. They're cautious, skeptical. It's not always a bad thing. Yeah. And then the other people are just constantly in thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pondering whatever it is they do. Yeah. I don't really know what Einstein was so busy pondering, but I guess it was making Light him a scattered eater. electricity. He was, was neglecting self-care. Yeah, was it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're probably right. I have literally no idea. I'm going to say history was one of my worst subjects. So Me too. I don't really feel confident in anything regarding history. I literally know E equals MC squared, but I have no idea what that means. Is that the electricity I, thing? No, I think that has to do with, God, we're really, this is I'm really bad. For we're dietitians. I'm, I'm pretty sure it has to do with gravity. Yes. yes. Hold on. We need to look this up right now. Because... <laughs> We cannot continue in our lives. <laughs> Albert Einstein's theory of special relativity that expresses the fact that matter and energy uh, can be changed into each other. What? Yeah, of course. So M is mass. Okay. And C is the speed of light equals kinetic energy E. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, now I feel physics as dietitians. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Now I feel less guilty for not knowing because I still don't get what that means. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have to deal with that. No, I, I bet I can go the rest of my life without ever having to know that equation or like use it in any way. Nope. Which thank God for that. I I know we have our regrets sometimes, but at least we don't have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. We avoided that scary time. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it's been a pretty chill episode so far. I feel like it's so about far. to get a little bit more wild. It'll definitely get a little wilder with ours, at least. I am um, excited for yours, especially. Yeah. I'm very excited for <laughs> yes. Yours. Okay, let's, let's talk do about seven, though. Potential I think- Bobby. I think this is, I'm going to make him do it tonight because we keep talking about, we've been talking about it for now, like three weeks. <laughs> week three. <laughs> he was sick during week one and he no longer has an excuse. So we'll find out tonight and I'll let you know. I'll okay. let you guys know next week on whatever, ep- what is our next episode after this? Oh, it might be a guess. Um, the next time it is just us, <laughs> we'll let you guys know Yeah, what type he is. But Type seven is the enthusiast. They are extroverted, scattered, and distracted, which is very much Bobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the Enneagram Institute describes their potential problems being these type are most prone to addictions, such as like stimulants with caffeine, cocaine, and amphetamines, ecstasy, psychotropics, narcotics, and alcohol, but tend to avoid other depressants. They may wear their body out with effort to stay quote unquote up an excessive cosmetic surgery might be something they participate in or painkiller usage very extreme extreme. they definitely uh, these addiction like categories in the institute they definitely go all the way They, they don't miss anything they're like we're gonna include everything <laughs> they're like if you are hooked on ecstasy it's definitely because you're an enneagram seven <laughs> yep <laughs> there's no way around it yeah 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I know a seven aside from Bobby. And the biggest thing is, of course, the FOMO. Like, they're the kind of person who wants to try one of everything. They might overestimate their hunger, leading to them eating past fullness condition or consistently. They're the kind of person when getting ice cream, like they'll have the vanilla, the chocolate and the strawberry. They want to try everything. Um, the other seven that I know, I could see her relating to this next piece where they easily feel like they're deprived. Like they always are like wanting more, like they might mm -hmm. feel like they're the kind of person who has a sugar addiction, quote unquote, but they really just really enjoy like tasty, delicious foods. Like it's fun for them. And they're like all about the fun and the excitement. And so the friend that I have, who's definitely a seven, she's always talking about how she's like addicted to sugar. Um, she like loves sweets. And I think it's just because she loves like fun foods and like tasting and like that, that next piece, like constant stimulation. Like that's a really big part of it too. Yeah. Like they always need yeah. to be like doing something with their hands and their mouth and their brains. She's always talking. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like, they have to be like in it with that, like FOMO part, like either they can't like, will not be observing. They will be involved or participating in some way. Um, especially when it comes to food, they don't want to miss out yeah. on anything. Is does Bobby do any of these things like food wise? I think he, I think he feels like the FOMO with the like wanting to eat everything. Cause he like, yeah, is not a picky eater, which is great. I appreciate that. Yeah. But then he's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I want to try all of them. And it like gets a little stressful. Well, good thing you guys are in Chicago where there's always something new to be eating. Yes. Yep. Well, you will never get bored here. So <laughs> that is good for that. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it's the constant stimulation, the film, like really bring it together very well, where it's like, yeah, just go, go, going, needing to know everything that's happening, being involved, which I appreciate their enthusiasm. Oh, I could never be a seven. I am like... I'm kind of jealous of sevens. They're always just like so high energy and ready to go and do whatever. They're up for anything. Yeah. I'm a little envious. I love that for them. They're very extroverted is kind of the main yeah. takeaway there. I think I'm a wing seven. I could this see is that. like kind of a spoiler because we've talked about it in our episode, our, the, the first one where we just talked about our Enneagrams. But I think I'm definitely more like it makes more sense that I'm a seven. I think you're a seven. You like to like go out and do things and explore. Yeah. This past weekend, actually, I always get in my head because I just don't like going outside because it's like, it feels like an effort, but then I like hang out with people. I'm like, oh yes, I forgot that. I like, like this. <laughs> this is like really good for my mental health and this really changes my mood. <sighs> I forgot how much I like people. <laughs> it's just the getting here part is what I don't enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Uh, it's hard to say if that's even like Enneagram related. Maybe that's just like, you're tired. <laughs> I, it could hard. be that I am unwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I think it's more that. Well, that's a great segue into number eight, which I think of course you should 
definitely describe this one. I am excited to talk about this, but also (laughs) tell them what you commented on our, I was reading the outline today and I was reading through it. I literally commented this entire section is a personal attack because everything I was reading, I was like, Hmm, this is a bit too familiar. (laughs) I was typing it out when I was researching and I was like, Oh man, this is going to make her uh, either. I don't know. I feel like, you know, like uh, eight is very self-aware. Like, you know, all the thing is I hate it. I am very self-aware, but I'm also incredibly self-sabotaging, which like, (laughs) checks out very much with what we're about to go over. So type eights as a refresher is a challenger. They're known to be like self-reliant, protective, and assertive. They're, and the Enneagram Institute states their potential problems might be ignoring <laughs> right off the bat. I mean, immediately. Physical <laughs> needs and problems. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's, let's calm down here. Rude. Um, they am, may avoid medical visits and checkups. Uh, they might indulge in rich foods, alcohol, tobacco while pushing themselves too hard, which could lead to high stress strokes and heart conditions. <laughs> they have control issues. They're control issues central <laughs> and potentially through alcoholism and narcotic addictions. And I can say at least I don't have those. You're good there. Yeah. I'm okay at the end. <laughs> Half of the end. Yeah, and no issues are prevalent. Either. No. Luckily, one of the biggest things is I'm so, I don't want to say cheap, but there are some things I'm very like refuse to spend money on. Yeah. And that is a category of it. Same. But the like ignoring physical needs and problems <laughs> and then pushing yourself too hard, which will lead to more stress. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. I don't treat my body well. And I'm aware, but I, I just keep think of doing like, it. <laughs> I just think of like you and dairy is like my first thought. It's like, who oh, cares? Yeah. Like, we'll I constantly, punish. I'm literally like, I'll deal with it later. I'll yeah. be fine. And this reminded me of like way back when, when we talked about like our disordered eating history, how like my main form of disordered eating was binge eating which like, and I would do it to literally like put my body in a state of pain to suppress my stress and thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) this tracks. I hope some other fellow eights, well, I hope you're not relating to this at all. I hope you have a very peaceful life. Um, But if, (laughs) but if you are experiencing this, I see you and I hear you and we're in this together. Um, <laughs> the part where it says may have strong cravings for foods that leads to overindulgence as their passionate energy meets their intense cravings. I was thinking about when you were vegan for a day and then we <laughs> ate all the dessert at the dining court. <laughs> Even a day, it was between meals. <laughs> you were vegan for two hours. <laughs> I was literally like, I want to be vegan. And then we went to Windsor dining hall and they had cinnamon rolls. And I was like, you know what? Not today. <laughs> we had your fun. Yeah. Yeah. But the very aware of their own urges and desires checks out. Um, you also include fear of being rejected and builds up their ego to protect themselves. So they'll do whatever they want to hide their disorder eating habits. Also very much checks out because no mm. one know 
in the peak of the disorder, you know, I knew what was happening, yeah. but also I'm very good at lying and <laughs> hiding things because <laughs> um, I experienced a lot of shame. So this is just a good reflection period. <laughs> Nothing I didn't know, but it's nice to get called out. <laughs> mm, yeah. At least we know you're definitely an eight based on this. Yes. Yeah. Definitely an eight. Do you feel like back to like the seven, do any of those feel relatable to you since you might be a wing seven or probably are a wing seven? I think I definitely experienced the fumble with food. I, I like to say, I like will be someone that will get a little bit of everything. And then yeah. I will be halfway through my plate and be full, but I will continue to eat. Cause I'm like one, I can't miss out on this too. Probably the clean plate club is still somewhere in the back of my mind, despite years of trying to not do that anymore yeah but I think that was the biggest thing I don't think I need constant simulation I can as we talked about with my lack of inner monologue and um lots of reflection recently I realized I'm very okay just sitting and existing oh my gosh if you guys aren't part of our bonus segment we talked about if Emily and I have inner monologues or not and you have to listen to that if you want to hear but the next day, Emily texted me like, I don't think I have one. I've been thinking about it the whole bunch. I don't think I have an inner monologue. Yes. <laughs> so she's it's been, been really reflecting on this. Yes. A lot of reflection has been happening recently, um, which has been fun because I've never thought about things like that. So yeah. it's good to think about new things. I'm also very excited for your answer today for our bonus question. Today is just so silly. I'm so excited. <laughs> I... I feel like my answer is going to be a little bit depressing, but you know, Same. when do we not bring in childhood trauma? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you guys will we'll just have to, we'll have to listen. Yeah. Okay. Let's any other thoughts? You. Okay. I, any other thoughts on anything? I've done enough self-reflection okay. for today. <laughs> my turn. <laughs> yes. We'll talk about you now. Ugh. I, I was, again, I, I felt very similar to the personal attack that you said when I was writing this and I was like attacking myself basically. So to recap, the nine is the peacemaker, which is what I am. This person's very go with the flow, complacent, simpl simplifies and minimizes problems. You know, the everything is fine. Like the dog in the fire <laughs> meme. That's an Enneagram nine in a nutshell. Uh, yes. <laughs> the Enneagram Institute states, quote, Overeating or undereating due to lack of self awareness and repressed anger, lack of physical activity, depressants and psychotropics, alcohol, marijuana, narcotics to deaden loneliness and anxiety. Oof. <laughs> I, I mean, it's so intense. It's so intense. Thankfully, this is like when you're like the shell of a human, like with the different levels, which they, yeah, that's true. There. That's like, isn't that level nine? I think so. Which neither of us have gotten there, luckily. If you do, you're a murderer, so. I was going to say, you'll know. Well, or more, <laughs> maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. No, I told you I'd be, I would let you know. At yeah, least which, if I were to kill that meat. Which as you. a nine is my nightmare, but I got to do what I got to do as your best friend. <laughs> yeah. I'll take one That's for the team. My, and yet my, my wing eight will come out and I will be, I'll be good. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, 
just based on this part, I don't relate to too much with that description. I, I sometimes will struggle with under eating mostly just because I get distracted and I just like truly do forget sometimes. And then I end up overeating later because I get too hungry or like Ross and I have very different eating styles. So like, I'm more of like a grazer throughout the day and he's more of like three solid meals. So if we do ever like spend the whole day together doing like house projects or out and about or whatever, sometimes I will end up getting a little bit over hungry and then overeat later to kind of compensate. But other than that, I don't really relate to that part too much. The physical activity, I don't relate to a whole lot. I enjoy physical activity, but these next descriptions, I definitely can relate to a lot more. So nines can be very out of touch with what their body like wants and needs their instincts or impulses. So that kind of relates to the hunger and fullness thing where we can't really re- like recognize our hunger and fullness cues, which again, I don't know anymore that I struggle with that, but I do identify with this next piece, which is that sometimes we don't know what we want to eat. Like I am definitely a partner who is like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? Like I, I'm not going to make the decision because what if it's the wrong decision and then that person's not getting what they want to be eating (laughs) and they're not enjoying themselves. Like I don't want to make that choice. Um, so definitely relate to that piece. The next part is about how like nines don't really show their anger. They don't express it outwardly. We tend to like suppress it inwardly. So nines might use food to like numb themselves instead of like just expressing what they're feeling because we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings ever. Cause that would just be the end of the world. We also, this one's very true for me, may not really know their own food preferences. They may just eat based on what others are eating. Like I'll have what she's having kind of thing. Which checks out when we eat together. Yeah. And, and it's, every single bonus question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the bonus questions are like completely giving me away with all this. <laughs> I, as I've gotten older, I've started to learn more about my own food preferences, but I can definitely say like, until I like moved out on my own with Ross and like lived on my own, I would just like eat, like I, I didn't really make any choices there. Like my, either my parents would feed me of course, or like at college, the dining courts going out to eat. I do tend to just like get what others get a lot of times. Although again, I've gotten better about that. I had like the hardest time getting groceries for myself when I first started buying my own food, like sophomore through senior year of college. Cause I had no idea like what foods I liked or wanted to cook. So again, that's gotten easier because I have like tried different things and now I'm starting to like learn what I like, but I definitely had no idea at first. And so I was like eating food I didn't actually like, but that was also probably related to disordered eating as well. And I had to only eat, you know, chicken, broccoli and rice every day for the gains, the gains, yeah. the gains. And then the last point I have here is because us nines will a lot of times minimize problems like, Oh, it's, it's fine. Um, people like me may struggle to ask for help for disorder eating recovery because it's fine. Everything's fine. It's, it's totally normal. And the like conflict avoidance. Oh yeah. And like, we hate the spotlight. Like 
I I don't like going to the doctor because I don't talking about myself. Having a <laughs> podcast is a bit of a trip because it's just talking about myself a lot. Yeah. It's not great. So that's definitely for sure a thing like why we may not seek out help because then the spotlight would be on us. It seems very much like minimizing your own needs to make sure everyone else is okay and neglecting your own care. Oldest child things. <laughs> <laughs> Another part that has to play a part in, and we yep. can't, we cannot ignore that fact. <laughs> I, it's nature and nurture for sure. Yes. Well, there you have it, guys. A little bit of That's the Enneagram. Uh, this has been interesting. This is our first time doing something like this. I kind of liked it. We yeah. will have another three-part series actually coming up in a couple months. Should we tell them or just wait? We can wait. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but we could wait. Okay, we'll surprise you guys. More series to come. It's something not personality test related, but no, no, no. It's it is not a fun series that we're excited for. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But if you guys It'll do like this, fun... we mentioned last week that we totally could do more personality test stuff, just like even talk about our own yeah personality tests. Yeah. And deep dive into that and what that says about us. That's what we need, right? Is just to keep diagnosing each other with our shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. That's a fun time. It's, it's a fun time. Time Keeps us entertained. And we said this at, during the last episode, but I want to say it again. If you are one of these Enneagram types and something we said, like is a completely different experience you had disordered eating or just like personality wise that doesn't invalidate your experience anymore this is just us speculating and taking whatever nutrition and disordered eating knowledge we have and applying it to enneagrams yeah just for funsies like we've said this whole time i like how you said that does not invalidate anything you're feeling and like we both said like we don't maybe fully relate to every single part of what we even talked about with our enneagrams it's just some pieces might make a little bit of sense now that you know you know what these enneagrams might be going through well we hope you guys had a great time be sure to check out this bonus question because i'm like a little nervous and scared <laughs> but also i already know my answer it's going to be depressing i don't i feel like hannah's is going to be depressing because that's just who we, we are ourselves <laughs> yeah it shows, yes, what we think of our, ourselves and you'll have to just see. It'll be, it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be good. But thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Otherwise. Bye guys. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your host, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.